and welcome to the Roto Grinders Morning Grind Podcast. I'm your host, CBTPFL. It's Monday. It is December 23rd. It's 2019. We have 11 basketball games to talk about here on today's slate. The countdown for Christmas is getting smaller and smaller, but um, the countdown for days in a row is getting larger and larger. Genie for 07. Grant, how are you doing, my friend? Uh, I mean, football did not go well. Um, way, way way too heavily invested in Chris Carson, which never feels good when you lose a player from your favorite team and that loses you just a ton of money. Um, but you know what? Football season's almost over. Honestly, at this point, basketball is just full systems go. So I can't be too disappointed because whenever one season's over, there's always another one start or in the middle of it or just starting up. So we're ready for basketball. I'm ready for the slate. Yeah, so I stacked the Cincinnati-Miami game – every different which way and I barely broke even so um yeah it was just one of those days I had a ton of Freeman too like I had a ton of Joe Mixon I did not switch so yeah that makes sense yeah so it was one of those and like you know I played a lot of Amendola so there was just a lot of misses on top of getting the absolute nuts from the Cincinnati uh, Miami game so Gusecki you know those guys but it is what it is so Ready to move on to basketball like you. Uh, we got 11 games to talk about here on today's slate. If you guys haven't already, make sure you head on over to our sponsor site, FantasyDraft.com. ton of stuff going on over there at Fantasy Draft. They have a $15,000 pick and roll NBA contest up for today's slate and a $40,000 Christmas Day pick and roll. Um, seeing some big tournaments already for Christmas Day across the industry. Just in case you missed Friday's podcast or Thursday's podcast, I can't remember which one it was. Um, we will have a morning grind podcast for Christmas Day. It'll be out on Christmas Eve. Um, it might even actually be out today, Monday. Like I, I might even do it. I might record it Monday and put it out after the slate like locks for Monday. So um, good chance you'll be able to check that out before Christmas Eve, before you got all the stuff going on with the family. So um, always enjoy the Christmas Day slate and um, letting my daughter and my wife and everybody come on and say Merry Christmas. So let's jump into this slate. If you guys – like I said, haven't, make sure you check out Fantasy Draft. Awesome sponsors. Toronto at Indiana. No total in this one. Siakam, Pal, and Gasol are out. Sabonis and Lamb are questionable. This is a back-to-back for both of these teams. And Sabonis played on Sunday, played 31 minutes. Was questionable going into that game. Jeremy Lamb has missed the last couple games. Uh, let's start here with Toronto. What are we looking at here for the Raptors? I mean, Lowry is still way too cheap here. So, again, 8,800 um, without Siakam or without Gasol. Like, he's going to play near 40 minutes, maybe over 40 minutes, even in a back-to-back. I know it's not a great defensive matchup, and it's not a great pace matchup going up against Indy, but it really doesn't matter to me. 8,800 is just way too low of a price tag for a guy that has 60-point upside. We just saw him put up 60 points. The volume's going to be there. The minutes are absolutely going to be there. has legit triple-double upside with 30 to 40 points, like – I absolutely love Lowry, and I don't think he's going to get nearly the ownership he should because of the matchup here. And just like some people might have a little bit of sticker shock, and I don't think he was on the main slate Sunday, so people might not have noticed that 60-point game. Abaka put up a real dud yesterday against Dallas. He's 7,700. I still don't mind him even in this matchup here, especially if the bonus is out of it. Um, Van Vliet also put up a dud, but still put up 13 shot attempts. His price tag's probably about where it should be. I don't see a massive amount of value, and there's a big slate with a whole lot of other guys that are very viable. So I don't know if I'm going to end up with Flame Fleet. For me, it's really 
Lowry's the guy that really just stands off the page here. Probably not going with OG. Probably not going with RHJ, although I don't hate it at 4,500 if he gets because he could potentially get the minutes. But it's Lowry for me on the spot. Yeah, so Toronto on Sunday, um, they were kind of getting blown out, and the the second unit actually made the run, um, and they they played a good portion of the fourth quarter. That's why you kind of see the production down for some of these starters. But and I'm with you. Got injured too. Yeah, so I'm with you on Lowry. Um, love to see like you know Van Vliet's been in and out of the lineup recently. Maybe he sits on the second half for the back to back. That would obviously open things up for OG. Um, I like Ronnie Hollis Jefferson regardless in this matchup at 4,500. I think he has upside if he plays 25 minutes in this game. So don't mind you know Ronnie Hollis Jefferson, but um, not like a core play. There's a ton of value on this slate you know we're, that we're going to get into. Um, as far as the Pacers go. This is probably one of my least favorite overall games on the slate as far as pace and, you know, defensive matchups go. I don't really love anything here unless Sabonis doesn't play. Yeah, it really just it, – we have to wait on Sabonis. If Sabonis sits, Brogdon should get a usage uptick. I don't mind Bourne at all. Like, he should get a big usage uptick there. And Turner, like, all three of those guys become guys that I'm probably going to throw in a lot of my lifestyle. There's just so much usage to go around with Sabonis here. That if he's not in the lineup, then I have to consider all these guys. If Sponis is in there, probably a cross-off. I don't think Sponis gets all the minutes he should in the second end of a back-to-back. I don't know if he's going to end up making value here. Brogdon, like all these guys, it's not an easy matchup. So it, it all just, it 100% rely, hinges on Sabonis playing or not playing. Hey, Dougie Fresh has been playing decent over the last couple of days um, with Jeremy Lamb out. So – if you want to take a shot on Dougie Fresh, if Lamb and Sabonis sit, like if they both sit, not like if Sabonis plays, probably won't play too much Pacers here outside of maybe playing Sabonis. Um, like if he plays, I think he's definitely an option because he's going to have that Q tag next to his name most of the day. So Chicago Bulls, Orlando Magic, 209 total here. Orlando favored by four and a half. Porter's out. Aminu's out. And then Michael Carter-Williams is out here. Um, let's start with Chicago. Anything standing out to you for the Bulls? You can take a shot on Levine. That's pretty much it. I mean, obviously with uh, the Magic at full strength right now, this is not an easy defensive matchup. This is not a good pace matchup by any means. So, yeah, I'm probably crossing off all of Chicago outside of just – I don't mind a tournament flyer on Levine because I never mind a tournament flyer on Levine. But he's priced at 8K, and there's a lot of other better options. So, yeah, no interest in Chicago, really. So, Chicago's tightened up the rotation a ton. I don't know if you've noticed that. But, like, Sandorinsky is a guy that is interesting here at 5,600. He's been playing a ton of minutes. Um, him, Dunn, Wendell Carter, Market, and Levine, they've all been playing really strong minutes and, like, we're seeing guys like Kobe White not get over 20 minutes. Thaddeus Young kind of focus like in that 20 to 24 minute range, like Valentine under 15 minutes a game. Now, like they've really tightened up this rotation. So if you want to take a shot on a guy like Sandorinsky um, at 5,600, I don't hate it. I don't even hate taking a shot on Chris Dunn at 5k, but most of the time your main target from Chicago is going to be Zach Levine. So I, I don't mind um, Levine here. And then on, like, the Orlando Magic side, like, this is a really good spot for Vooch. Um, 8,200, the matchup is fantastic. Chicago is the worst rebounding team in the NBA. Like, this this matchup screams, uh, like, 15-25 game for Vooch. 
Yeah, yeah, no, he's the one guy that stands off the page. Uh, we look at since he's come back from injury, only played 29 of the first one, but four or three straight of 33 minutes here. Like you said, Chicago just terrible defensively. Boos is the and he's priced quite a bit too low for his upside. Like 8,200, considering he can get 60 points, is not high enough, especially in this type of spot here. But he's the only guy I'm considering here. No interest in Gordon Fournier, Isaac Fultz. I just see none of these guys are even worth a GBP flyer to me. Yeah, like the only other guy that I don't like necessarily hate here is DJ Augustine with Michael Carter-Williams out. DJ Augustine's probably going to play like 28-ish minutes off the bench. I, I don't hate it. Um, you know, if he scores 30 fantasy points at 4,600, he, he could be a difference maker on the slate, and he's gone for over 30 in three of the last four games, so – um, don't hate DJ Augustine with Michael Carter Williams out. He's seen his like role kind of increase with Aminu out too. So um, up next we got Philly at Detroit. No total in this game. Philly's good to go as far as night before injury news. And then on Detroit, Blake Griffin is questionable. Derek Rose is questionable. Luke Kennard is questionable. Wood is out and Jackson is out. Um, let's start here with Philly. Anything standing out to you for Philly? I mean, not really. Um, Guys, there's a lot of near cross-off games or just strictly tournament games here on the slate. Uh, I think this is, at least with the Philly side here, Embiid, always a guy that can go for 60. Like, it's not a terrible matchup going up against Drummond, who will have to come out to the outside a little bit. But it's not a great matchup. He's priced about where he should be. Simmons with Drummond eat, or being there on the inside, probably not a great matchup for him. Harris, like, would be the guy I would be most likely to take a shot on just because of the shot volume that he's had recently. And occasionally, like, but 7-2, not a great price tag to play pay for him. Horford, Richardson, like, just not seeing anyone that stands off the page here. It's probably not going to be the highest scoring game here. It could potentially turn into a blowout. I know it's on the road, and Philly is much better at home than they are on the road, but it doesn't matter. Like, this is not a high enough pace game, and this is not a game that's likely to stay that close. So I really have no interest in any of these Philly guys. Yeah, and Philly, for me, when they're at full strength, they're just a tough team to play in general. So, for me, I'm right there with you. I just – I don't have a ton of interest in Philly in this one. Um, Detroit, like, you know, if Blake and Rose sit, you know, obviously we get a little bit of value here. You know, Kennard – I read that, like, Luke Kennard was expected to play, but um, it was interesting that he was back on the injury report as questionable. So, we we'll kind of just have to see – what the news looks like here. But if these guys sit like, you know, Galloway, um, Brown, and Drummond, obviously, all become very interesting plays. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much it. Without Griffin in there, without Rose in there, Drummond's going to get an increase in usage. I know it's not an easy matchup going up against Philly, obviously, but Drummond, like, still a guy that can put up 60 in any given matchup. He's going to have to do a lot in this game if it's going to stay close, so – Drummond's a guy that I think I have interest in if Rose and Griffin are out. He said if Kennard's out, if Rose are out, if Griffin's out, then um, Brown, Galloway are both guys that are probably a little bit too cheap considering the role. It's still not an easy matchup, so they're not a lock and load like they have been at other times. But they're still both very much in play. Probably not taking a shot on Morris, just not a good matchup for him here, even if he's going to get high 30s minutes with all the injuries. Uh, but, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's basically you're taking Galloway for – some really cheap uh, salary savings 
Brown just because of his potential and then Drummond just because he has huge upside. Atlanta at Cleveland, 228-and-a-half total here. Cleveland favored by two in this game. You know, Evan Turner is questionable. Larry Nance Jr. is questionable. Um, let's start with Atlanta. And I know Trey Young is 11-2, but Collins, it's hard. Though. Collins huh? is back. Yeah, Collins, Collins, is, Collins is back. Um, is 11-2 too, too much? And should we play John Collins at 76 instead? Yeah, I feel like 11-2 – is probably too much. I mean, I know what Trey's been doing lately. It's been ridiculous, but his usage is going to go down with Collins back in the lineup. Um, like, I have to assume that it's going to go down. And so paying this price tag on this big of a slate, probably not a great idea. I mean, it does have a decent total in this game. It's sitting at 228. It's projected to be close. But Trey, like, I can't justify paying that much for him. Um, it just doesn't really seem worth it to me. But Collins at sitting there at seven five, like I know it's not a great rebounding matchup, but Collins was putting up some decent sized games prior to leaving. Like he's gonna be in shape because it wasn't an injury, and he's probably gonna come right back into the same role here. Has legit thirty point ten rebound upside, like he gets it done in all areas. I don't mind him. With Collins back, I'm not taking a shoot. Like, Jabari's basically just done. Uh, I can't imagine him having nearly the role in the offense. Like, Collins is going to come in and take up all that usage there. So, Jabari's out. Obviously not taking a shot on Len. All these other ancillary guys, Reddish, Hunter, Herter, all these guys are probably going to take a decent down tick too. So, they're not in play anymore. It's really just Collins for me. And Trey Young may keep doing this, or his price may adjust back down to the $9,000 range, in which case – also interest. He's going to have big upside in any given metric. He can still take 25, 30 shots if they're trying to come back. But like to me, Collins is only the only play here for Cleveland. Yeah. I have a tough time playing Trey Young at this price. Um, his price is going to come down a bunch. Like, let's just, let's just wait and see like his price increase. Cause you know, he's put up at least 50 fantasy points in four straight games and he's getting a matchup here with Cleveland. So big pr- price increase. He's taken, you know, at least 28 shots in three straight games. Like, But John Collins coming back is going to eat into that usage. Unless we get news that John Collins is not going to play for some odd reason. It's just – it's it's really, you know, Collins is kind of it for me. I think you can take a shot on Herter um, at 5,100. He's a guy that I don't really expect the usage to go down. I expect him to still put up double-digit shot attempts, and if he shoots the ball well, he could definitely pay off this price tag at 5100 So I don't mind him, but we have a ton of value on this slate. We're probably not going to end up using him. And then on the Cleveland side, it's hard for me not to like Kevin Love in this spot at 7400 Um Going up against Atlanta, I think the upside is definitely there for Kevin Love. Yeah, I mean, we've seen him put up massive games recently and then games where – they were just entirely – or he was entirely just not quite there. But this is a perfect spot. A lot of these games where he hasn't done well have been blowouts, and now this game's set at a two-point spread. So, assuming this game stays close, he should end up in the 30-35 minute range. Um, and at 7-4, that's too cheap. Atlanta's a fast-paced team. Not the greatest rebounding team, although it should be a little bit better with uh, Collins back in the lineup. But still, like – not a bad matchup by any means. So Love absolutely has some upside. Outside of him, probably not going with Tristan Thompson. 
Um, I just don't really see him as being a great play here. But Sexton or Clarkson, like more likely Sexton being on the first unit, doesn't seem like a horrible play here going up against Atlanta. Trey Young, obviously, just a turnstile on defense. Not going to have to get nearly as much done on the offensive end with Collins coming back in, so maybe he gets a little bit more energy on offense. But still, not a bad play here at 5,400. He can absolutely have a big game in a high-paced match like this where they just don't play any defense. Yeah, Trey Young is still a guy that I really like. The usage is still really, really high. Or not Trey Young, sorry. Uh, (laughs) It's been a long Sunday, guys. Colin Sexton um, is the guy that I meant to say. Like, you know, if you've listened to this podcast, you already know that I'm a huge fan of Colin Sexton. He gets a lot of usage, so I don't mind him. I don't mind Clarkson either. He's coming off of a monster game um, against Memphis last time out. Took 17 shot attempts, 33 actual points. Uh, Probably can't really expect that again, but, um, you know, I probably would play Sexton before Clarkson, but I think they're both in play here, but – Really like Kevin Love today. Um, One of my favorite plays on the slate. All right, Grant, let's get into it. Uh, Washington at New York, 234.5 total. New York favored by 2.5. New York, as far as the injury report go, they're good. Washington, on the other hand, Bertans is out. Bryant is out. Hachimara is out. Wagner is out. Isaiah Thomas is out. McCray is out. Um, I don't think I missed anybody. Oh, C.J. Miles is out as well. Washington, let's start with them. The whole team's out. Um, how do you not play Bradley Beal today? I don't know. Um, if you feel like losing money, I guess it's a good idea not to play him. But if you feel like making money, guy is going to crush. The usage is going to be through the roof. It's not a bad matchup going up against the Knicks. Like, 9300 is way too low of a price tag. I mean, just without having Isaiah in there alone and without Bertans, like, all the usage on the entire floor – pretty much has to go to Bradley Beal. He should be at like a, what, 45% usage rate today. I don't understand how he doesn't end up with a decent game. Even if he shoots like 33% from the field, he's still going to pay off value. I tried running court IQ, and there's just not enough. Uh, Says <laughs> the whole team's out. Can't yeah, run I think court the biggest IQ. sample size we have is 42 minutes for Ish Smith. Um so, yeah, you run court IQ and you take everybody that's out off the floor and Beal's usage is 36% in 16 minutes. Like, that that's all you can <laughs> – Yeah, and that's not very accurate. He's going to have a higher usage than that in all likelihood. But uh, Beal, fantastic play. Absolutely love him. Ish Smith, way too cheap here considering how many minutes he's going to get and the usage uptick he's going to get. Um, Troy Brown, probably too cheap at 4,800. Uh, like – Literally everyone, everyone's going to play minutes. Schofield, Mahimi, it'll be interesting to see if he plays the minutes because they really just don't want him to, but they, he's probably going to be forced to. Um, if not, then pass the next thing there at 3,500. Like just kind of everyone. The guys that immediately stand out are Beal and Ish Smith, but any one of these guys that are really cheap can end up crushing value. Yeah, like, you're you're taking shots on everybody here. Like, if you want an off-the-board tournament flyer, it's probably Garrison Matthews, like, 3,300. Nobody knows who Garrison Matthews is, and he could see 25 minutes in this game. So, like, he's your off-the-board tournament flyer. Bonga could play minutes. Schofield, just everybody. Like, the main targets here for me, Bradley Beal, Troy Brown, Ish Smith, and I think you can take shots on just about anybody else that's going to be in uniform for Washington in this game. Like, it's as simple as that. Like, 
on the New York side of things, like all these guys are out, like they don't really have anybody to match up with Robinson. You know, Robinson didn't play a ton of minutes last game out, but it was the second end of a back-to-back. He's been dealing with injury. I kind of hope it was just that. Um, he also got in foul trouble early in that game too. So like, he's a guy that I really like here and, you know, Elf Payton sitting down there at 5,100. Uh, I think you can look at Elf today as well. Honestly, you can look at everyone. I mean, they don't <laughs> really have anyone to – like, this is the fastest-paced team in the NBA in Washington, and they're not good defensively. Like, Julius Randle at 6,700, I know he hasn't been great recently, but prior to this last four-game stretch in which he faced three of the best defensive teams in the entire league – he was putting up 40 points per game against lesser matchups. Like, they're not going to have anyone to guard him, and we know what he can do on offense. So, Randall, a guy I'm definitely interested in. Robinson, they still don't want to give Mahimi enough minutes if they don't give him minutes. So, Robinson, any minute where Robinson in the game and Mahimi isn't, guys should dominate. So, Robinson's in there at 5,800. Like, Morris probably my least favorite of everyone in the starting lineup, but still 5,600. We know his type of upside he can have. Barrett, not a terrible play here. He should get low 30s minutes. Great, great matchup here. And yeah, Elf, like Elf is 5,100. He can put up a massive game here. He's getting minutes and it's up against the fastest pace and worst defensive matchup. Like a lot of these games on the slate are cross-offs because of the ridiculous situation we have with Washington, and New York is going to benefit, and none of them are expensive. Play everyone. Play everyone from this game. Do not play everyone from this next game. we got Utah at Miami, uh, two twelve total here. Miami favored by four. Conley's out, and then on the Miami side, Winslow and Waiters are still out. Is there anything standing out to you for Utah? Gobert and Mitchell are fine. Ingles is probably fine with Conley still out. But none of them are great plays. None of them are great plays. Like, Yeah, like, it's hard to – I like Joe Ingles. I like point guard Joe Ingles. I talk about it all the time. But it's hard to really like anybody in this game. You get two teams that play good defense. They play slow. Um, it just – this game is a game that, you know, you mentioned a bunch of cross-offs, like, both these teams are in bottom 15 in pace, and, you know, when we look at it, they're both in the top 11. They're 10th and 11th in defensive efficiency. So, like – and they're all priced right. Like, there's nobody that's underpriced in this game um, outside of maybe Goran Dragic at, at 5,600. I mean, honestly, Bam and Butler, considering their just general upside, probably are a little bit underpriced. I mean, Bam's we saw the ter- – against Gobert? Yeah, I know it's not a good spot, but bam, like seven, eight, seven hundred. Like, guy still has sixty point upside, even against Gobert. I know that he probably will take a little bit of a dip in boards, probably take a little bit of a dip in points, but like, this is still a matchup where he can end up with a good game. And bam's probably less so, but Butler, like eighty one hundred. This guy was just putting up fifty, sixty points every single game. Recently, he has been playing a whole bunch of minutes. Last two games, 28 and 34. I get this is a very, very tough matchup here. But it's still Jimmy Butler. If he gets high 30s minutes, as this game's expected to be close, like, I could see him putting up 50 points here. I like Butler, but with Drogic back in the lineup here, like, maybe you can go take a shot on him, but probably not taking a shot on none or Hero. 
Butler is the best play for Miami. But again, you have to look at the slate as a whole. He's going to come in very underowned, and I think that he's one of the few guys with massive upside. Listen, I have no issues with Jimmy Butler, but it's hard for me to like Gobert or Bam. Like both of these teams allow the tenth, tenth fewest or lower fantasy points to opposing centers. Like they both play really good defense. Like. If you want to take a shot on Mitchell or Butler, or like I said, Gordon Drogic at 5,600, like I'm not going to talk you off of any of those guys. It's just I don't love this game. This is a game that I'll probably stay away from on this 11-game slate. Um, Gordon Drogic at 56. Like I, I guess I'll revisit that one more time. Like He only played 24 minutes against the Knicks in his first game back, but that game really didn't stay that close. So he didn't really have to play a ton. So I, I think at 5,600, you could definitely look at him here. Uh, San Antonio at Memphis, 226.5 total. San Antonio favored by one. Um, both teams are pretty much good. The only thing that we have here is Valanciunas is questionable um, with a foot injury. He missed the game Saturday, so, like, you know, he's actually legitly questionable. Um, what's standing out to you here for the Spurs? I mean, I feel like the price tags in this type of up-paced matchup for LMA, for DeRozan, for Murray are all a little bit too low. Elmay was playing pretty well up until that last game versus the Clippers, which just turned into a blowout, which is not easy matchup and just got out of hand, which is why he only ended up with 23 points. But prior to that, he was putting up 40 on a fairly consistent basis. So I don't hate Elmay. I'm just not in love with it. Um, Murray, like he's got some upside here. It's not great. It's not terrible, but his price tag at 5,900 is probably a little bit too low. DeRozan, I'm just, he's just not really doing much of anything recently, but still a guy that can get 40 points. Like None of these guys stand out as fantastic plays, but they're all priced a little bit too low considering what they can do. That's of that, like I'm probably not going with Rudy Gay. Like I don't see the need for them to put him in there for 30 minutes in this spot here. Even though he's 4,200, like, I don't think he gets minutes really matter. Mills... White, probably not going with either of them with everyone playing. Just don't really see either of them getting over 20 minutes. I just, like, it, it's just playing the mispricings here with LMA, with DeRozan, with Murray. But on this slate overall, like, there's still a lot of other good spots that we haven't even gotten to. So I don't know if it's worth it for anyone. Yeah, like, LaMarcus Aldridge is fine. Uh, you know, I think you could play LaMarcus Aldridge anytime you want, um, you know, especially when he's under 8K. So, I don't mind LaMarcus Aldridge. But, yeah, I'm with you on DeRozan. Murray is fine. Um, uptick spot if this game stays close. I don't mind Patty Mills at 4,100. If you're playing large field tournaments and you're playing a bunch of teams, when, the games that he gets, like, 25 minutes, he has 30-point upside. If this game stays close, like Vegas is kind of projecting it here, um, Patty Mills is fine. On the Memphis side of things, you know, I, I think I always lean more towards Morant. Um, I always feel like he's the guy that, you know, typically has the upside here. You know, Triple J, if he could stay out of foul trouble, um, you know, maybe he's a guy that you could potentially look at. But, you know, I – for a game that has such a high total, I'm not finding myself, and maybe I, I find myself on these guys more as we get going, but I, I just I'm, – I'm struggling with loving anything here. Yeah, Morant's fine. I do like Triple J. He's going to come in because of all the other players on the slate, a very low ownership. He's 6,600. Like, any time this guy ends up not getting in foul trouble, which doesn't happen too often, but any time it does, like, 
guy has legit 50 point upside. Um, it's just how it works. He's going up against a very bad defensive team in San Antonio. So Triple J is really the guy that I want here. I mean, maybe you can take a shot on a guy like Clark or a guy like Brooks. Either one of them can get, like Clark may, if Valentinus is out, get a little uptick in minutes here. Brooks can do well against bad teams. But it's Triple J for me. He's the guy I see with the most upside. And I could see him crushing the spot if he stays out of foul trouble, which, again, big if. That's always a big if, right? (laughs) It's like, oh. It makes him a fantastic tournament play every single day because that's the only real factor for him doing well or doing terrible. Yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, I don't really have much to add. Like, this is a game that screams kind of like sneaky shootout that, like, I, like I said, I want to go and, and just look at this game more and more. Um, cause I, I do feel like this is a game that could be one of those games that is a sneaky shootout game. So it's weird saying it's sneaky with a 226 total. I know, but like, you look at <laughs> like Atlanta and Cleveland and Washington and New York and New Orleans and Portland and Houston and Sacramento are going to get all the ownership. Like, this Memphis game is a game that could easily fly under the radar today. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Um, moving on, Denver at Phoenix, no total in this one. It's a back to back for Denver. We'll have to see if there's any injury news that comes out of that one. Didn't see any. Um, and then on the Phoenix side, Aiton is out. Rubio is questionable. Um, Sarge and Kaminsky are both expected to play. Anything standing out to you here for Denver? I mean, Joker and Murray Barton are all tournament plays. I think Barton would be my preference. Now, when he's actually having a pretty good game, the games we're playing right now, and he's actually having a decent game. Um, but second end of a back-to-back, like, I, I just don't, like, on this slate overall, I don't know if anyone really, like, stands out that much. I mean, Joker's still probably a bit too cheap. Second end of a back-to-back worries me a little bit. But 9,100, the guys put up 58, 51, 50, 70 in the last four games. Like, clearly on an absolute tear. Decent shot at a triple-double here. Obviously, Phoenix not great against bigs here. So, Joker – is still a good, decent play. Murray, we know, can put up a big game anytime. Like, it's not a bad defensive matchup. It's not a bad pace matchup. Same thing with Barton. We know he can put up a big game at any given time. But none of them, like, stand out as drastic mispricings on the slate here. I mean, you can tell me if I'm wrong. I know you hate playing Joker, so if you say that he's a good play today, I know he's a good one. <laughs> I'm actually, like, I, I like a lot what I've seen from him recently. Um, and, and I talked about this the other day. They're kind of – the game's going on right now, um, and, like, he has 32 fantasy points in 23 minutes against Lakers. Um, fourth quarter is about to start. Like, I just worry about the back-to-back in general here um, for Denver. Traveling on the second end of the back-to-back, too. Um, I don't know. I, I think Joker is an interesting play. I don't know if I end up playing him today, but I, I don't think I would talk you off of it. Like he's not like my fade play. Um, I have a little bit more interest in Jamal Murray because he's kind of busting on Sunday. So like maybe I play him, but I don't, I just, I like like four or five games on this slate and I, I struggle with all the other games on this slate. Yeah. I'm right there with you. So like, it's more that than anything else. So, and then like on the Phoenix side, like, if Rubio doesn't play, like, Booker at 7,900, um, you know, play 28 and 34 minutes on the back-to-back after coming back from injury, like, 
he'd be the guy that I'd kind of be looking at, especially if Rubio doesn't play. Yeah, if Rubio doesn't play, I have a little bit of interest in Booker. 70 and 100 seems a little bit too cheap without uh, Rubio in the game. Maybe Ubre. Like, I know it's not a good spot, but like he's still a guy that is going to have a big usage uptick without Rubio in the game. But yeah, like, this is not a fast paced matchup. This is not an easy defensive matchup, even with Denver playing on the second end of a back to back. And the nice thing is, like, they're traveling from LA to Phoenix. So it's really. It's it's like a forty minute flight. It's not that tough of a travel day, and they have a night game. So, I, I'm not buying in too much of the traveling thing. But yeah, it's, it's really just Booker to me without Rubio and maybe Ubre. But there's ten other guys at six point three to six point eight k that are better plays. Yeah, the guy that like is quietly starting to get minutes again is Baines um, with eight and out. Like Baines is a little interesting here, but. In this matchup, I don't think it's the right spot. Right. It's just like there's so many, there's so much value. Like, just go to Washington to get all your value, and then you can pay up for whoever you want. Like, it's just, you know, and a lot of people are going to do that. That's fine. But it's just, again, like, it's hard not to do that here. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans at Portland, 228 and a half total here. Um, Portland favored by six and a half in this game. Darius Miller is still out for New Orleans. And then on the Portland side, Mello is questionable. Collins and Hood are out. Uh, let's start here with New Orleans. What's standing out to you for the Pelicans? Ingram. Um, Ingram's just going to play high 30s minutes. He's going to put up 20 shot attempts. He didn't have a great shooting night the other night versus Golden State. He just didn't play that well overall, but. Still a guy that's ending 40 to 50 points almost every single night here. Getting a matchup versus Portland. Like, this game should be fairly fast-paced. It's got 228 total. Six-and-a-half point spread, so it should be fairly close here. I really like Ingram. Holiday, I don't mind. It's kind of a secondary play for me on this slate. Uh, outside of them, like, maybe you can take a shot on ball, but probably not. Like, I'm just worried about the amount of minutes he's going to end up getting. So 4,900, if he gets the minutes, like there is some upside. It's not really a great spot for J.J. Redick. Um, that if Kamara, Carmelo doesn't end up playing, that probably goes in. Uh, it's probably a defensive upgrade for Portland here. Like I'm, I'm just not seeing a whole lot out of Ingram and Holiday. Outside of Ingram yeah, and Holiday. Yeah, I, I knew what you meant. Um Derek Favors played 27 minutes in the last game. He's still 5,200. Um, if he's going to play 30 minutes and, like, his conditioning's back up, like, I think you could potentially take a shot on him. But, you know, I don't love Lonzo, Lonzo Ball. Like, his minutes are just so all over the place. Um, you know, J.J. Redick, I, I think, like, any night that J.J. Redick gets hot, it, it, he's a guy that you can potentially play here. But, you know, it's not like it's the greatest matchup in the world. Portland's actually been pretty good against um, shooting guards this season. So, Really, like, Ingram is kind of it. And like I said, maybe take a shot on favors. And then on the Portland side of things, like, if Melo sits, like, I have a lot of interest in C.J. McCollum here at 6500 Yeah, that price tag does seem a little bit too low. The usage just go up. But it's not just McCollum. Uh, Whiteside, Lillard, like, obviously they're going up against New Orleans. And it's going to be a fast-paced game. They're not good defensively. Like, Whiteside, considering how good he's been recently, he just got a price decrease from 8,400 to 7,900 on the slate. 
Like, that's way too darn cheap considering his upside, especially in a fast-paced game. If he gets into the high 30s of minutes here, he should dominate. So Whiteside seems way too cheap. Without Mel in the lineup, he might get a little uptick in usage. Dame, like, without Mel in the lineup, he gets a big uptick in usage. I didn't run court IQ yet. I need to. But, like, Dame, after Mel came in here, had a pretty big uptick or downtick in usage. He's done a little bit better recently, but without Mel in the lineup here, I think that he's a much, much better play, and he's clearly too underpriced. So, Mello, if he ends up not playing, we'll get that news before lock. Then Lillard's a fantastic play at 8,300 and has 60 point upside up against New Orleans. So, love him. And yeah, you're right. We call him just way too darn cheap, especially if Mello doesn't end up playing. He's going to play high 30s minutes, got 50 point upside. He's been putting up over 40 for four straight games, over 50 in two of those. So, yeah, all these guys just seem like this is just a clear mispricing by DK, and I don't really understand it at all. Yeah, the best thing too, like if Melo doesn't play, you could you could make a group and play like two of those guys on every team, like you know two out of those three on every team. So I love Whiteside, I love Lillard, I love McCollum. I want Melo to sit because I want to stack Portland in this game. Like you know, I don't like I, I honestly you can run it back with Ingram if you want to, but like I don't even have to. Like I, I feel like I can play these Portland guys and attack that Washington value and. You know, we're going to talk about that Houston game here in a second, but there's there's a lot of different ways to attack Portland on this slate, and I, and those three guys are just phenomenal plays. You mentioned pricing is just it's kind of off on those Portland guys. They're going to really pop on projection models today. Yeah. Uh, Houston at Sacramento, two twenty eight total. Uh, Houston favored by five and a half in this game. Gordon Green and they all still out. Bogdanovich is um, questionable here for Sacramento. Houston. Um, you know, Westbrook's been playing a little bit better here recently. Is there anything standing out to you for Houston? I mean, did we really expect Trey Young to be more expensive than James Harden at any point during any nope. season of their career? <laughs> yeah, um, but here it is. He's 11K. Like, there's enough value on the slate where he's still a good play. Um, this game has a 228 total here. I don't mind. Like, Harden seems a bit too cheap considering his upside. Like, I know they hasn't been playing great recently, but he hasn't really been shooting the ball that well recently, and he did have a good game of going up against Phoenix here. It's going to be a high-scoring game. I like Harden, and I like his price tag. It's just way too low. Westbrook, you said it. He's been playing really well recently, over 50 and three straight here. I think that he's probably a little bit too cheap. Um, Capella, like probably – a guy that won't really end up making the cut for me, but he seems a little bit too cheap at 7,400. Like it's just those three guys and they're all a little bit underpriced. Yeah. These two teams just played a couple weeks ago. And um, I, I remember it very, very, it was like 119, 118. PJ Tucker had 19 rebounds in that game. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's just, um, I remember that. Um, I don't know why I remember it, but I, I do remember that. But I, I like Westbrook a lot at 8,900. Like, if we're looking more, you know, towards a balanced and getting like three of these not uh, under 9K guys in there, um, you know, I, I think that Westbrook's definitely a guy you're looking at. I think you could potentially look at Capella here, Harden at 11K. Like, this is a good matchup. Like, this is a really good spot here up against Sacramento. And, um, yeah, you pretty much know who to play from Houston every night. 
Um, you can't say the same thing for Sacramento because one night it's going to be Buddy Heald, the next night it's going to be Fox. But um, I think you're you're definitely looking at Fox here at 6,400. Yeah, I think you can look at both of them. My preference would be Fox, but I think one of these guys ends up having a big night here. Obviously, Buddy, since Fox has come back into the lineup, hasn't really been the same. He hasn't been shooting great, but Fox still a guy that's getting 30 minutes a night, like since he come back outside of one game, um, like. I assume he's going to get 30 minutes here. It's going up against Houston. He seems a little bit too cheap. Really like Fox here. Bagley, I think, is a guy that we can look at. Uh, 5,700. I know he's not getting a ton of minutes in any given matchup, but still a guy with a ton of talent. Can crush on a point-per-minute basis. Can get you that double-double at 5,700 here. Like, could be in for a few extra minutes as he's slowly getting more and more into the rotation. So, I think he could end up with a high 20s. He did play 27 and 26 on a back-to-back. So I think we can get high 20s here in this matchup. And he's 5,700 going up against Houston in a high-paced match, but it's going to be more boards and more work for him to do on the offensive end here. So I really like Bagley. Um, and I don't think he's going to draw almost any ownership, uh, but he has some upside. So, yeah, it's really just Fox, either Fox or Hyde, and then Bagley for me. Yeah, I really like Fox. I like the Bagley call. I don't mind, mind Buddy Heald, um, but, yeah. All right, last game on the slate. We got Minnesota at Golden State. No total in this one. Layman is out. Cat is questionable. Um, Bowman is out. Glenn Robinson is questionable. Whole slate kind of depends on Cat because if Cat plays here, it's a phenomenal matchup against Golden State. If Cat sits, like we get some really strong value here going up against Golden State. Yeah, um, I think it's interesting what you can do. Uh... Like, I'm trying to figure out – you can kind of plan on late swapping some things. I think you can do – I'm trying to figure out exactly what to do. It's a little bit tough. Like, something like Cat and Fox, um, you can easily pivot over to Whiteside and Wiggins. So, I think you kind of play a lot of Portland guys, hoping that you can swap off over to Wiggins, Teague, Covington. Like, if Cat doesn't end up playing them. Wiggins, Teague, Covington are all fantastic play. Wiggins is a phenomenal play going up against Golden State here. Like, not really expecting this game to turn into a blowout without Cat in there. And looking at the spread, currently sitting at minus three. So, it's kind of looking like Cat's not going to end up playing. I know that he's been questionable for days and days and days, and I don't think that Cat's going to end up playing here. So, Wiggins, I know he hasn't been crushing like we hoped he would in matchups, but New Orleans was a weird one. Denver was a tough one. I think that he has a legit 60-point upside here at 8,400. If Cat is out, like Teague, we know his upside in any given matchup. But just put up 39 in the last one. He's 5,700. He actually got a price decrease for some reason. He's way too cheap if Cat's out here. I know that you can't really trust him entirely, but it's a match versus Golden State. It's going to be fast-paced. It's going to be high-scoring. Golden State is not good defensively, so he's absolutely a guy you can go with. And then Dang sitting there at 4,600. If Cat's out, this is a perfect spot for him. He should crush. So, yeah, it really depends a whole lot how this slate's going to go if Cat is ruled out. Yeah, I really want it. I want I want Cat to be ruled out so we could play Teague and Dang to kind of pivot off of some of this Washington value. Maybe they're popular, but um, we'll kind of have to see. On the Golden State side, you know, I, I it's the same two guys for me every night. It's D'Angelo Russell and it's Alec Burks. Alec Burks has been getting a ton of usage with the second unit. We talked about him last week. Um, th- why, why 
does his price continue to go down after he keeps having these big games? Like, I just – I love Russell and I love Burks here. Yeah, I mean, we know Burks. We know his upside. We know his used to do the second unit. He's 5,300. Guy just put up 40 points, and he's going up against a fast-paced team in Minnesota here. Like, this is way too cheap. There's so many good plays on the slate. It's ridiculous. But he's way too cheap here. And then Russell putting up over 20 shots a night on a consistent basis here if games stay close. This game currently at three points bed. I'm expecting it to stay close here. So Russell way too cheap at 7,500. I just don't understand. Those are the only two guys I'm interested in, and both of them are phenomenal players. Um, yeah, like I don't really like anything else here. If if Robinson doesn't play, maybe Willie Colley Stein picks up a few extra minutes. Maybe Marquise Chris or Damian Lee picks up an extra few minutes. But um, you know, Damian Lee is a guy that we need to keep on our radar just because he has been playing over 30 minutes recently and when he shoots the ball well he's been getting extra runs so he's another guy like if you're playing those large field tournaments um yeah just maybe maybe you take some shots on Damian Lee just because he's been out there and um I I guess I didn't see the news that Paschal might not play like he he would definitely influence this slate too all right, let's play the morning grind game, and then we'll get out of here. Um, favorite play, under 5K to 7X. Who do you got? Let's see. Ish Smith. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out which Washington guy I wanted to go with. Yeah. Um, shocking. Yeah, I'm going to take a Washington guy, too. I'm going to take um... – There's a lot to choose from. Yeah, I know. Trying to think like seven X though. Like maybe I don't take a Washington guy. Um if I knew Cat wasn't gonna play, I'm gonna take Gorgie Dang and I'm gonna say that Cat doesn't play. Cat plays, you're not playing Gorgie Dang. Yeah. Um, give me a guy over eight K to go under five X. Who's your bust? Trey Young. Way too expensive today. Yeah. Like it's like they completely missed the news that John Collins is going to be back, and Trey Young's price is ridiculous. Um, this guy can get five X in any matchup, but I'm going to say Rudy Gobert. I already talked about not liking that game. Uh, favorite six X play on the slate. Who do you got? Um, sorry, I'm looking into the Denver game is still going on while recording, and Joker hasn't been in like the entire second half. Uh, Beal. I'm going to take Alec Burks. All right. Give me your let's get weird GPP play of the day. Bagley. I like that one. I'm going to go with DJ Augustine. That's a weird one, right? Like nobody's playing DJ Augustine. No one is playing him. That is very weird. Yes. That's my let's get weird GPP play of the day. Uh, Game selection question. Give me a tournament or cash game that's standing out to you on this slate. I mean – I pretty much say the same one every day, but I think that uh, Fantasy Draft will be firing off some satellites that are to the 40K pick and roll for Christmas Day. So if you want to get in on that, they'll be doing some three- and five-band satellites for it if you don't want to pay the 25 bucks into it. Or if not, you can just actually enter the pick and roll for tomorrow at $15,000 pick and roll. I think it's two grand at first. Yep. <laughs> 
Um, I'm going to go with the $27 single entry fast break over there on DraftKings. Pays 24.8% of the field. First place is getting 10%. Top 10, 42.5. We're not getting everything we want here, but um, it's a really strong tournament. Um, so if you're building a bankroll, if you're playing mid-stakes, you know, the fast break $27 single entry tournament over there on DK is certainly, certainly worth a look. Uh, give me your favorite over-under on the slate. Uh, I'm going with uh, – gosh. I'm going with the over on Memphis-San Antonio. All right. I'm going to take the under in the Miami game. I don't even know what it is, but I'm taking the under. It is 212. That's under. probably fair. <laughs> All right, Grant, any final thoughts before we get out of here? pay attention to injury news tomorrow. Merry Christmas. All right. On that note, we're going to get out of here. Hope everyone has an awesome Monday. Hope everyone had a great weekend. We'll be back talking some more NBA Christmas day slates on Tuesday. Good luck in your contest and we'll see you then. Tickets.